The following podcast contains spoilers for dead birds. You have been warned. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. It's your host, Benjamin, but I almost said Miguel Magusto, but I'm not you and you're not me. <laughs> but hey, how are you, Miguel Magusto? Is that you, John Wayne? Am are I you? you? <laughs> I'm uh, good. How are you doing? Brother, I'm I'm not too bad. The, the weather's really weird right now where it was like, hey, here's a little touch of fall. And the last two days are like, it's like we're back to summer, yes, bitch. It's, it's what we in Pennsylvania call second summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, not a fan I, of it. I, I'm sure there's other places that have this, but the beginning of fall here is very uh, weird and goes fluctuates between warm and cold. Fluctuates and a lot, for sure. It gets cold, and then it fluctuates between cold and freezing towards the winter. Mm-hmm. And then one random day in December will be like 80 degrees. Hey, it's like, hey, yeah. welcome to some psych. <laughs> yeah, f- fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, man. Uh, but yeah, weird weather all around. There is, uh, I'm I, my new house is very close to a high school, mm-hmm. and there is a marching band doing something. So you might hear that from time to time. If you do too much, I apologize. Uh, nice. Uh, marching band aside, Glenn. Hey. What have you watched this week that is worth talking about? Oh, my goodness. Well, worth watching or talking about. I, well, I might as well just let you go. Because uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, so at one point there, I watched Fear Street 1994, <laughs> which uh, has been a series that people have told me to watch. Uh, I didn't really get to watching it because I, I, I was debating if I wanted to do it on the podcast and talk about it but it came out in 2021 so i couldn't obviously do that so i kind of just watched it on my own and said whatever um so yeah i don't really know what all the hype is about i did watch this while playing a game which i often do with movies to be fair um but like watching it I i didn't get what people were so hyped about this is and I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings here, but this is just like every other, you know, horror movie that's been coming out with a lot of, uh, you know, neon colors and such. Yeah, yeah maybe Pretty I have colors. to rewatch it, but there's two other Fear Streets that maybe maybe one of those will uh, grasp me. Who knows? From what I hear, the 1666 one is the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only heard that from two people so it could be wrong but I can, I can imagine that they're all like connected in a way but as as, yeah. as a solo uh, you know whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's kind of how i felt about it um then of course we both watched together venom let there be carnage and then mm-hmm. i watched our movie this week so mcgill what did you watch? Yes. Uh, I watched a total of uh, four movies. Hmm. Uh, the first one I watched was Dear Evan Hansen. Um, you know, uh, one of my friends asked me why when I posted that I watched this. And <laughs> I explained to him that when daddy has time to go to the movies, daddy will go to the movies and daddy will see whatever the hell he wants. Good, bad, and, or ugly. And you can't change daddy's mind. And call me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Uh, this is based off of a Tony Award winning musical 
it it's been getting just pummeled by critics. Uh, mm-hmm. And I understand it's a sloppy movie. It is it, it did not translate well from stage to screen. Um, a lot of people are saying it's problematic because it's not a good depiction of mental health. Uh, to which I say, yeah, you're probably right, but there's a bunch of different kinds of mental health, so maybe someone's mental health is like this. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Um, it, it's a musical, for those of you who don't know, and uh, Ben Platt's voice completely carries this thing. It is very... It's a good story, but it's done in a very mediocre way, if that makes sense. Um, I feel like it was just kind of cut down too much compared to the stage version but i haven't seen the stage version so who knows maybe the stage version is not great either but a lot of people like the stage version yeah i know a lot um, of people were excited for this movie yeah. and uh, i was just like not that interested for me yeah. personally uh i mean i was interested because I, I like ben platt i like his voice yeah. i like musicals when they're good this really just seemed like it was an amateur director or at least a first time musical director i don't know who directed it Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I know it was the guy who directed Wonder uh, with um, uh, Owen Jacob Wilson Tremblay? and Jacob Tremblay. Yeah. Uh, he, he directed that. So this might be his first musical, which might be where the problem lies because it is kind of awkward in the musicals. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a, you know it's fine. It is what it is. It's not as bad as critics are saying. I think a lot of critics just like to say that things are problematic because it's clickbaity. Um, yeah. I get what they're saying. I don't necessarily agree with it. Uh, but it's not a good movie regardless. Um, it's an okay movie. So, yeah. If you want to see the musical, go see it. My parents loved it. Uh, so, you know, obviously everyone's going to have difference of opinions. Um, so, yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Then I watched Dead Birds. We'll get to in that in a second. Then I watched Venom, Let There Be Carnage. We have a little video of that on the YouTubes. Oh, yeah. Um that Glenn edited, and wow, I wow. totally have seen it at this point I'm in so time. Good, good at job, what I Glenn. Do sometimes, good <laughs> job, Glenn. So proud, uh, poor so Emmett. Yeah, <laughs> you can check out our review on that online. And then today, uh, which was my first day as a stay-at-home dad, I watched The Wolfman while the little man was napping oh. uh, from 1941 with uh, Lon Chaney Jr. Um, it is uh, the cool thing, Criterion Channel has a lot of the universal monster movies from the 30s and 40s on there right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've been watching them. And by watching them, I mean just <laughs> just that one right just now. Just that one so but far. But I plan on watching the rest. Yeah. Uh, I have seen all but two others of them, but I would like to rewatch the ones that I have seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this was really good. I, I You know, classic horror movies are often like hit and miss because they either just didn't age well at all. Uh, and you don't even see how they thought it was scary back then. Or it's like, yo, this isn't scary, but this is well done and, and, and suspenseful. And I could see why people thought it was scary back then. And that's yeah. what this one falls into. Uh, I, have, so, I have to watch a lot of those old classic ones as well. They're good, man. Frankenstein's my favorite. I've I've been obsessed with Frankenstein since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Check. I might make you watch some of them. Who knows? We'll see. Do it. Uh, but uh, yeah, Wolfman was really good. Highly suggest people check that out. Uh, I'm just surprised that it took me this long to watch it, honestly. Um, but yeah, that's all I watched this week. Let's get into some news. I know you don't have any news. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of news. Venom 2, uh, Let There Be Carnage. We talked about it uh, briefly, and we talked about it more on YouTube. Um, just completely say people are saying it saved film. 
uh, movie theaters. I don't not necessarily. I, I mean, Shang Chi or oh, Jesus Shang Chi definitely yeah. uh, definitely did, did that. So I don't. Yes, but but for an October opening, yeah, uh, Venom making ninety million dollars in domestic box office without, as far as I know, without any uh, simultaneous release online. Yeah, I don't think it did. Um, Ninety million is great, even mm-hmm. pre-pandemic for an early October movie. Yeah, that's so, that's what I was telling. Uh, my boss was kind of worried. He's like, I don't know if Venom Two is gonna really pull us in. I'm like, trust me, it will. The first yeah. one did fantastic, and people yeah. loved it. They're going to come in for this one. And you know, ninety million domestic, but worldwide is already eight hundred fifty-six point one million. Mm-hmm. So it's close to a million, bo- uh, mil- a billion dollars. Yeah. Or oh wait, no, on that's the first Venom. Shit. Beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's see. I was like, damn, those are really killing it. Yeah, hold on. I, I told you the first movie I, I did really it. well. I saw it. Yeah, I was just like, when I first saw that, I was like, damn, that's really, really high up there. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say. Fuck you, Google, for doing that. Anyway, yeah, so 90 million domestic is great. You know, in, in overseas, it's going to make even more. This is the kind of movie that uh, China will eat up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as as much as people might hate it the movies are really uh focusing on china because you know when there's over a billion people in a nation you you want to uh appease to that crowd you gotta Uh, you gotta appease that crowd so venom 2 galvanizes the box office is what variety is saying uh so yeah that's good news on that front Mm -hmm. um but yeah no other news for now so let's get into your pick for for our second week of the spooktacular spooky dead birds in this place look at this any of this mean anything to you you are not alone what's there A group of Confederate soldiers hold up, uh, hold up, hold up now, in an abandoned <laughs> plantation after robbing a bank and find themselves at the mercy of supernatural forces. Directed by Alex Turner, written by Simon Barrett, stars uh, Henry Thomas, Patrick Fugit, I'm assuming. Last time I kind of made fun of a few of these guys' names, Fugit. just because they were just goofy. Uh, yeah. Nikki Acox, Michael Shannon, uh, Muse mm-hmm. Watson, Mark Boone Jr., Isaiah Washington, and a couple more in there, but uh, that's Isaiah really Washington the... also produced it. Um, oh, my man! Man, might have been just an executive producer. Let mm-hmm. me see here. But uh, yeah, he was involved in the production of it. And where's your sweet little name, Isaiah? Yeah, co-producer. So he co-produced it. Mm-hmm. Um, what that means compared to producing, I don't know, but that's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little extra title. Yes. But um, so I did pick this for a reason. I actually had it confused with a completely other movie, which I'm going to pick down the road. Oh. <laughs> um, eventually, but we'll get there. So this I had watched before. I want to make that a full disclaimer. I also don't remember shit about it. Um. <laughs> So what happens in my family back in, let's talk mid-2000s to late 2010, um, to or like the 20, yeah, late 2000s, is we always went to Blockbuster, and my dad and my sister are simpatico, and they both love 
no offense to anybody out there, shitty horror movies. So mm-hmm. there's almost, a lot of people that like shitty almost horror all of my uh, Fridays and Saturdays. You know how it was with Blockbuster was filled with either. Uh, my dad's dramatic action over the top stuff or shitty horror movies that my sister helped him pick. This was one of those movies. Um, not saying it was shitty already. We we can't tell. I can't tell you that already. But uh, this is one of those movies that we had watched from those blockbuster days. And um, there was one scene specifically that I remember, and we'll talk about later. But let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get this. So I had completely forgotten other than last week um that michael shannon and uh, mark boone jr were even a part of this mm-hmm. um i know this is this is kind of early in michael shannon's career um i know he did yeah. a few big things before obviously not saying this was his big big break here but um he did a few things before this like he was in eight mile and stuff like he's that he's in groundhog day yeah uh, and he was in um uh, what is that one movie vanilla vanilla sky is what i'm thinking of i think yeah, Vanilla Sky. He's like also a body, Pearl Harbor. Or, uh, yeah, he's, so he's been in a few things, but yeah. obviously after this, is where his career really started taking off. Mm-hmm. Again, not saying that this is the one that <laughs> got him skyrocketed, but uh, no, I, I don't think he was really popular until uh, you know the critically acclaimed Kangaroo Jack. Yeah, um, no, no, I'm kidding. I think <laughs> Bug is when he became critically acclaimed. And then Revolutionary Road, which is when he got his first Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when he really started to take off. Um, but yeah, I love Michael Shannon. Uh, if I'm honest, not enough of him in this for my life. Not at all. Um, my biggest problem with this uh, is that it takes place in the 1860s, you know, during the Civil War. And whenever something happens, no one thinks it's a ghost. Yep. It's the 1860s when they would give you cocaine... Because there's ghosts in your blood, <laughs> and yet when there's there's strange <laughs> things happening, no one says, "Yo, fuck that." There's there's a ghost in that fucking closet. I'm <laughs> Yo, not going in there. Pass that cocaine gum. Something's oh, freaky. Oh, there's here. there's a weird little boy under the bed. No, that's a fucking ghost, sister. Give it a Coca Cola, maybe. Give, give it a Coca-Cola. Exercise so, its demons. So that was just like driving me crazy the entire time. Is, is that the the writer uh, Simon uh, Barrett? just uh, had them avoid talking about ghosts at all and i'm just like you can have a haunting movie it's not like zombies where it kind of cheapens it yeah or turns it into a comedy if they use the zombie word uh like if you talk about ghosts in a ghost movie they're not gonna be like oh they said ghosts no i can't take this movie seriously because people believe in ghosts in real life no one believes in zombies in real life well Mm -hmm. no one that's a, a sane thinking individual at least uh and and it just bugged the ever-living shit out of me is that no one they were always like oh something weird is making noises in there let me go check it out and then when the first guy goes missing no one's just like yo this place might be fucking haunted and we should stick together yeah (laughs) uh it's just Uh, it just drove me crazy yeah it's uh it definitely was a it's a goofy movie especially uh, on that front um and yeah, the str- the strongest points were actually for me, um, just, just literally Michael Shannon and then uh, uh, Michael Boone Jr. Mark Boone Jr. Mark Boone Jr. Wow, yeah. Michael. There's a lot of Michaels here going around. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how to talk about it because it it's it sets it up by this group of uh, little a bit like a what's the word? Um, not abandoning. 
uh, just Confederate deserters. soldiers. Yeah, deserters. Thank you. Um, robbing a bank and then hiding away in this little plantation house, and just like they're all like, "Oh, we got away from them." And then as soon as like they get, to, <laughs> they get to. Funny the, thing is, I don't think any of them have that strong of southern accents. But we, no, but we're, we're just, just gonna going to going for it. Yeah. Um, as soon, as soon as they get to the plantation, like they they see this this weird hound type this skin uh, skin fleshy hound just jump at them and they shoot it and they're like what the fuck was that and that is where the first time it's just like they're like, oh oh it's a, it's a boar it's like what fucking boar have you seen mm-hmm. that looks like that oh it's a shaved dog what shaved dog have you seen that looks like that <laughs> like you guys are in the 1860s you're not supposed to be logical thinkers at all it's mm-hmm. not to mention you're in the confederacy in the 1860s so you're supposed to even be more batshit insane sorry southerners uh well but not sorry really because let's be honest <laughs> fuck, fuck the confederacy come on think about it um, yeah but um, uh, when when that happened i was just like so they're just gonna be like completely dumb and and not be take like the chupacabra chupacabra has been a thing for a while that fits the description of the chupacabra Chupacabra. this movie's not about the chupacabra but if they went oh is that a chupacabra i would have been like oh okay so (laughs) but you you can't believe in ghosts (laughs) yeah you can't believe in ghosts but you believe in chupacabra okay um Um, so it, it it starts out with this scene of like um them like kind of surrounding like this dog and like or well not this this creature and they're like what yeah. the hell was that and then they walk a little bit more forward and there it's like the scarecrow that seems to be a real man and this is where I think the concept of the movie itself is pretty cool um this this hound and obviously I got to dig further into this so I'm going to be explaining a lot and then I apologize um that they, they there's these hauntings going on in this house that uh, let, let's say you know a little bit of black magic shall we goes down in here and this is where I, I think the concept of the movie is pretty cool um and other than that i it's it's not it's not that great because it's kind of like this vicious circle within the movie of these characters going in and they're coming out uh possibly something else and like then the next group goes in which could be our group and then, you know, something might happen to this group. Yeah. And then they come out, and then another group comes in. That's that's the coolest point of the movie for me. But I think the rest of the movie doesn't really hold up to that concept for me. I would agree. Uh, regard th- That concept could stay the same. Mm-hmm. What I wish they had done. So, so the, the, one of the worst parts of this is that they have uh, exposition ghosts. Yeah, where like the hauntings come up and it's it's like a ghost explaining what happened to them, like a little kid going, "My dad threw me in the well." Blah, mm-hmm. yeah. stupid, stupid shit like that. It's it's, it's bad writing uh, all around, in my opinion. And, but, and and Sam, the character Sam, was really the the guy being told all of the exposition, and and Annabelle, I will say, yeah. it was between those two that a lot of the exposition was being planted on throughout the mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah, and that it, that was for sure what made and it taught rough. a little bit. I yeah, a little bit of character. Time. But what what I think, because it takes place in the 1860s in the South on a plantation, something that was big back then, especially, uh, they never specify what country they're in or what state they're in. I, I don't think. I could be wrong about that. But in Louisiana specifically, a lot of the slaves of the time practiced voodoo. And mm-hmm. there's like stories of voodoo haunting plantations today. 
in those plantations, you know, mainly just to garner interest to people coming to see it. Um, but like, I think instead of having it be like some white dude, uh, just killing his kids and, and, um, you know, that being the main source of the haunting, I think it would have been cool if the primary, uh, primary reason it was haunted was it like a voodoo curse or something. I think it would have built the world a lot better and it would have been, it would have been less like, oh, you know, cliche father kills his kids bullshit that mm-hmm. happens in like every horror movie. Um, so I was kind of disappointed and, and uh, I, I think it, it would have made, you know, as dumb as it is, it would have made more sense if it was something like that than just like this guy kills his kid. I, I can't remember what the, it is. The guy, the guy kills his kids for, I think the, the mother died so that he's killing his kids to try to bring back his wife or something yeah, like but that. It, they, they never mention like voodoo at all. There's they, one part. They, um, they mentioned that's the slaves were doing. That's where he got the voodoo from. Okay. Well, uh, I, I'm, must have and checked out at did, that point. Then he did all the 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 voodoo-y stuff in the yeah. Because uh, another another thing is that it takes way too long to get to the point with this goddamn movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, for like the first fifty to 50, 60 minutes, they're just wandering around. It felt very amateurish in that in that sense. Uh, where you watch a lot of like cheap horror movies. Yeah, the, a lot of it is just them wandering around the house. Because the the writer did not come up with a full concept for a feature, so they're trying to pad that length by just having them walk around this house, and they have this cool location. Admittedly, it's a cool location, but they do absolutely nothing with it. Um, it's it's it, the and I have no problem with like suspense building horror movies where nothing really happens until the end. I mean, The Wailing, one of my favorite movies, is like that, where it's it's. You know, the first time you watch it, it's kind of boring up until mm-hmm. it, it really gets going towards the end. But with this, there is no payoff. It's just like white guy. I guess he did do voodoo, so I'm I'm wrong in that sense. But like, they never used the word voodoo. Uh, I think it would have been more interesting if it was like a slave putting a curse on the house rather than a white guy trying to use voodoo. Uh, and I know there's good voodoo too for people who believe in it. So I'm not I'm not saying like all voodoo is bad, but it, it would have just been more compelling in a way it's it's just kind of seemed like a slapped together story if if they like they had access to this location they're like what can we film here yeah if they definitely got to the point a little bit faster i think they uh, stumbled around this little love triangle with uh sam um sam annabelle and was it william yeah Yeah, william William. Um, where nothing happens from it (laughs) where basically yeah nothing happens from it and then you know William's just slamming Annabelle, you know, around upstairs above everybody while they're playing blackjack or summer poker. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's really that all that comes of it. And then just Sam's like, I, I believe you. But there's really nothing that happens within that itself. And then there's there's one part that it feels or felt super forced to me. And, of course, this was this came out in, what, 2005, I think I said, 2004? Yeah, things uh, are a little bit different yeah. then. But uh, there's one part towards the end of the movie where uh, Todd's character, Isaiah, or, I'm sorry, Isaiah Washington's character, Todd, um, sees, like, the slaves being tortured and, you know, getting these rituals put upon him. Like, of, of course, the the one, the black guy in our, our movie, he had to see the slaves, but nobody else was seeing slaves at all the whole time. Yeah. I was, it, that just felt a little bit forced to me, but, I, I mean, yeah, it's... 
it's it's hard to sit here and try to pick apart too too many things that are really good except for the core concept of it that I think all of the performances are good with the exception of Annabelle. I think Nikki yeah. Acox really phoned this in. Granted she she I think she's ma- mainly known for horror films. So I don't know if she's really done anything of note. Uh yeah, Perfect Stranger, Jeepers Creepers 2, The X-Files, Joyride 2. Uh so she's made a career for herself in horror movies. Completely fine, you know, mm-hmm. good for her for making money, but she is not good in this with the exception of maybe like one or two scenes where she, she like delivers a believable performance, but the rest of the time she's like got no expression. She says her lines in the exact same tone the entire time. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, the performance was a good one. The, my least favorite thing about this entire movie was the music. Um, I'm pretty sure there is not longer than 30 seconds without music throughout this entire thing. I don't even remember thing. the music. That's the worst part. <laughs> it's it's like synth. Oh, what no. you think of horror movies, like synth, like screeching ambient sounds. But yeah. it's throughout the entire goddamn movie. So the director clearly did not trust the film that he made, so he added music on top of it to make it creepier, and it didn't work. It just became overbearing and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just did not fit well. And then, of course, it's that same kind of horror movie where, like, they build suspense, uh, where, like, there's there's bumps and thumps and, and everything, and, and then when they investigate it, there's nothing there. And then there's a jump scare, a really mm-hmm. bad jump scare where nothing happens. It's, it's just... It's it's a bad movie. Like I I oh, legitimately man. cannot see why anyone would like this. Anyone over the age of fifteen, why anyone? Unless over you're age... really into bad horror movies, then that yeah, makes sense. If, but if you like it because it's bad, one hundred percent, I get that. But this is just a, this, to me, it wasn't even fun bad. But I could see why other people think it was fun bad. There is one scene that I specifically forgot about. Um, I'm just now remembering. And it's how everybody seems to kind of die in like what you would assume is like a normal way when creatures or or ghosts are haunting you. Yes. Um, And then, of course, Todd basically gets jump scared out of oblivion is what happened to him. He's in the corn corn uh, field, you know, trying to run away. (laughs) And then he just turns around because he hears a noise or something. And there's what used to be Sam, he's now dead Sam, or ghost Sam, whatever you want to call him, and he turns around, gets the ever-living shit scared out of him so hard that he refuses to be a part of existence anymore. (laughs) Homie literally just backs up, disappears. He disappeared. Nobody else did that. (laughs) I even wrote down what what the fuck happened to (laughs) Todd. He literally Uh. just... Just literally, just was like, you know what? I'm gonna go see God. Oh, oh yeah. back out of there. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, in, in that same scene, uh, Annabelle straight up kicks Michael Shannon's head off just because <laughs> yeah. he's got his mouth and eyes sewn shut. <laughs> yeah, literally so, just boots him. Yeah, he's still alive. He's got his eyes and mouth sewn shut. So instead of helping him, she kicks his head off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so sure, like, Michael Shannon's character might have deserved that. Yeah, know, he, he definitely he did deserve it. But, did, but at the same time, <sighs> homie's just chilling there with his mouth and eyes sewn shut, and he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Next thing you know, where's his head? <laughs> oh, wait, mm. five feet away from my body now. Yeah. It's a uh, very uh, goofy movie. Um, 
I feel and, like we, I would have enjoyed it more if I had someone with me. But oh like, man, we would have. would have been. That would have been love. Yeah. Um, um. But the scene that I specifically recall from watching this is um, when all is said and done, and Annabelle is the next to you know get whacked because you know William's the one to whack her, except for the second time, but in a more dangerous fashion. Stop um, it. <laughs> <laughs> it. The the scene that I remember is. William trying to get away from the the house, running out of the cornfield, and he gets shot by some Confederate soldiers. Um, and then it turns out that he is one of the creatures now. Mm-hmm. So I, that was the one that stuck with me. That scene, that again, that core concept. Um, he's and, one of the creatures and has digital blood on him, even yeah, though he's yeah. he's a he's a uh, a non moving prosthetic mm-hmm. being or whatever you want to call it. it uh, that bugged me the shit out of me. <laughs> just throw some fake blood on there. You don't need to do it digitally. Yeah, but as, Jesus. as a 12-year-old, you don't really recognize that at much, yeah, as much. Yeah. But I mean, I didn't see this when I was Now, watching so. it now, yeah, that looked pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that's the only thing that I remembered from this movie. And I, I won't say it was a bad watch. I, I definitely rolled my eyes a few times and, you know, cringed a little bit at some certain things. But yeah, um, I definitely won't say it was a good watch either. Uh, I hated this movie, just straight <laughs> I, up. I, I know. I, I think I enjoyed talking about it more just because yeah, that you, would, it you made it funny. to just roast um, it together. But yeah, it was a fucking horrible movie. Uh, I don't, <laughs> so w- there's two things I want to take away from this. Um, mm-hmm. The first thing... Mark uh, Boone Jr. He dies while trying to save a kid that kid quote unquote that fell down a well. I cannot stress this enough. If you are a person and come across a well and hear voices coming out of the well, yes, you should probably try to help them, but get someone to help you first. Don't try to pull a kid out of a well alone, because a, it's either a demon and will kill you, or a ghost <laughs> and will kill you, or b, you're gonna. It's going to be harder for you, and you could fall in or, you know, you could fall in and fall on the kid or, you know, the rope will break or whatever. So just get someone to help you. If the kid sounds like he's fine, he's going to be fine for another 10, 15 minutes while you go get someone to Uh help him. So, yeah, do that. And then the last thing is, this is called Dead Birds with an S, Dead Birds. There's only one dead bird in it. Yeah, there was pretty much one dead bird. There might have been a few in the barn, but I don't remember seeing them not, at all. Not enough to the point where I this should be yeah. called dead birds. I, I but, would have assumed that the creatures were the birds or some sort of thing, but they weren't even like... Dead hounds would have made more sense. Or, yeah, if, if they explained how they were birds somehow, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if, just, if, if you had to gather birds and like sacrifice birds at a certain point, that would have made more sense. But yeah, you know, we only saw the one bird and like before they entered the cornfield or something like that. Yeah, it, it seems like that Simon Barrett was just like, "What should we call this?" Oh, like step on a dead bird one time. Oh man! Oh, dead birds! We've <laughs> got the movie title. <laughs> we cracked the code. <laughs> we keep cracking this code. Creek uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's all I've so. got as well. All right. So, Dead Birds, the second week of the KFR Spooktacular. Uh, that brings us to the judgment. As always, it has to be a unanimous decision whether or not it becomes a little shelf boy with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Glenjamin Button, there was your pick, so you get to go first. I will say you've got to watch this with your friends. 
not because it's on the KFR shelf, but because it's it's a great movie to roast. It really is. We had yeah. fun, and we didn't even watch it together. Look at the look at the laughs we just had. My fun was <laughs> delayed by a few days, but I did eventually have. <laughs> and here we are. Yes. Um, no, this doesn't make it on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. F- fuck this movie. Fuck everyone involved except for the actors. Uh, <laughs> so I guess just fuck Alex Turner and Simon Barrett. They made a horrible movie. Uh, so yeah. I'm sure they did their best, uh, but their best wasn't good enough. So, yeah, this does not become a shelf boy with the likes of Apostle and Handmaid. And that brings us to our plugs for this week. Glenn, you get to go first again. Yes, I had just recently went to a concert for the first time since before COVID started back up. Ooh. And dear God, was it spectacular. Um, I saw a band called Dance Gavin Dance. Obviously, there was a few other bands there um that also should be mentioned but you know what maybe i don't remember them off the top of my head because i got small brain syndrome so uh i i love dance gavin dance most of you probably don't like either mine or mike's music taste but uh maybe give it a a little taste who knows i I know mike doesn't really listen to these guys either but still uh it's not because it's not my taste it's just because i've just never listened i probably would like them somewhat Mm -hmm. i'm very picky with my music so yeah um but yeah i would recommend maybe listening to a track or two to dance gavin dance if you don't like it just throw a middle finger at me eventually it's fine i'll understand i'll literally if i see you in public and you do that i'm like i know what that was for yeah. So all my Mike. high school all my high school friends like dance gavin dance and i am they've, always like they've changed I, a lot since high school days i yeah. will say that there's different I, band I, members they, i feel like they finally got a perfect tune now oh nice is nice. to where like it every album that i've listened to the last couple of years here sounds like almost perfect yeah i i kind of get into a thing where i listen to like two or three bands over and over again and don't really listen to anything else mm-hmm. except for a song here or there from other things so yeah dance gavin dance uh, i'll probably be listening to them again listening to them i, I wouldn't even say again probably just yeah, for I, the would, first time, I would but... recommend the, the newest album afterburner for sure for All you right. specifically fine i'll do it mm. fine So that is Glenn's plug. My plug for this week is uh, movie-related. There's this guy. I'm sure anyone who likes movies on YouTube has seen this guy around. Uh, or, or on TikTok. He's on TikTok, too. He's a prop master uh, named Scott Reader. And he goes over a bunch of different props he has and uh, techniques that he's used in uh, you know, being a prop master for movies. Um, his YouTube channel is called Scott Prop and Roll. Uh, and it's just a, it's a YouTube channel where most of his videos are a minute or less where he just shows you cool things from his prop master days. He's still a prop master. He's still working. Um, so yeah, he's really cool. He always has really bad puns. So if you're there for bad puns, I feel he's like got I've, them for you. I've probably seen this guy on TikTok. He's pretty big on TikTok. Which yeah, is... he... Yeah, he, really he's, he's got a lot of really say. cool stuff. You'll learn about how things are made in movies. Um, I he he. Sh- I, I'm oh not, yeah, this is him. Yeah, I'm. I'm of course am not an expert in filmmaking, but most of the things he does talk about, I already knew. 
but he does like things like uh when you're rolling around in broken glass because sugar glass is still um not exactly the greatest thing to roll around in mm-hmm. so they got like little gelatin glass which is cool it's just a lot of cool stuff that even i didn't know so uh yeah scott prop and roll on youtubes all right welcome to scott prop and roll this is scott reader and i finally got a youtube channel you may know me from tiktok or instagram or floating around as reposts here on youtube but here you're going to get exclusive content made just for youtube along with stuff that TikTok won't let me show like breakaways and prop weapons. I've been a prop guy in film and television for over 30 years and I've got a lot of tips, tricks, secrets, and things that you never knew existed and you probably will laugh a time or two. I propose you watch regularly because I have a propensity for proper puns and they're proportionally equal to the prop content. You're sure to be a proponent. Thanks for that does it for our plugs for this week. That brings us to our assignment for next week. It is streaming roulette week mm-hmm. for week three of the KFR Spooktacular. For those of you who are not aware, we spin the very real physical roulette wheel with all the streaming movies online. We spin it three times and we pick which out of those three we want to watch the most. It's our very own Wheel uh, of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. And this week we have the filter uh, of horror genre. And so that way we only get horror movies because it'd be weird to have a spooktacular and we watch like <laughs> Driving Miss Daisy or something. Absolutely. So uh, without any further ado, here comes the first spin. <gasps> two fa- the two faces of Dr. Jekyll. Interesting. This is, let me just double check. I believe it is going to be on Amazon Prime, it looks like. From 1960. Um, let me look something up real quick. I mean, the movie is on YouTube, it seems. But, uh, yeah, the full movie is just chilling on YouTube. <laughs> okay, well, do we want to pick that or you want to spin again? Uh, I'm, I guess I'm okay with it. I don't know. Okay. All right. So, so yeah, the two, the, the two faces of Dr. Jekyll Two faces on of Dr. Jekyll on YouTube. Dr. Henry Jekyll experiments with scientific means of revealing the hidden dark side of man and releases a murderer from within himself. Obviously, it's just Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by Terrence Fisher. Uh, written by Wolf Mankiewicz. Uh, I wonder if any relation to the other Mankiewicz's yeah. is. Uh, and based on the novel by Robert Louis Stevenson, The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, it is starring Paul Massey, Don Adams, Christopher Lee, and David Kossoff. And that is The Two Faces of Dr. Jekyll on YouTube. Here comes a spin number two. Ginger Snaps. Interesting. Uh, right up my alley, it sounds. Let's too. see. One second. This is going to be on Tubi, Pluto, Plex, Vudu, everything. <laughs> IMDb, crab, uh, crab, Crackle. Uh, yeah, it's on all the free ones like Pluto TV and all that. Uh, Ginger Snaps from 2000. Oh boy! Oh man! Okay, <laughs> two death obsessed oh, two death obsessed sisters, outcasts in their suburban neighborhood, must deal with 
tragic consequences when one of them is bitten by a deadly werewolf directed by john fawcett written by karen walton based on the story uh by john fawcett or both of them i don't know uh you know is starring emily perkins Catherine isabel chris lempsch and mimi rogers so you got some relatively mm-hmm. big names in there uh, and by that i mean mimi rogers uh, maybe it's just me, me, what Rogers. Anyway, that is Ginger Snaps, and that is going to be on all the free stuff like IMDb, IMDb TV, Pluto, Tubi, etc. That is our second spin. Here comes a spin number three. What have you done to Solange? Ooh, is this about? Isn't that like Beyonce's sister? Let's take a gander. I mean, this movie's not about Beyonce's sister, but isn't. Beyonce's sister named Solange. Anyway, uh, let's see where that is. This is an Italian film. An Italian film? It looks like it is on Amazon Prime. Let me just double check that since everything is being fucking weird today. It says, could not find the page. Okay, weird. Um, Jesus Christ. This thing is shit in the bed today. (laughs) Worst day for this to happen. (laughs) Well, I've got it here if you want me to read it. Oh, do you have where it's on, uh, where it's going to be streaming? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, go for it. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. The rest are rentals, which is YouTube and Google Play. Mm -hmm. Uh, What Have You Done to Solange is a 1972 R-rated film, above an hour and a half long. And (laughs) it is about a teacher who is having an affair with one of his students, is reluctant to present an alibi when his lover witnesses the first of an, in a series of murders connected to their school. Which is directed by, uh, Massima Dallamano. Uh, written by Bruno de uh, Geronimo. Yeah, de Geronimo. And I'll let you take over because I'm not going to look. Written by Bruno de Geronimo, Massimo Delamano, and Peter M. Thewitt. Uh, is starring Fabio Testi, Karen Ball, Christina Galbo, and Joaquim Fuchsberger. Mm. Uh, or it might be Joachim. I, I don't know how the German pronunciation is, but that is the German spelling of it. Uh, also, his name, I'm pretty sure, means fuckburger. Uh, <laughs> I could be wrong. I, I, it's two years of high school German, so who knows? Uh, but yeah, that is going to be on Amazon Prime and YouTube and all the rental places. What have you done to Solange? So we got Two Faces of Dr. Jekyll, Ginger Snaps, and What Have You Done to Solange? I personally am fine with getting rid of Ginger Snaps. Yeah, what a, it's an interesting one. Um, yeah, I'm okay with either, honestly, what have we done to Salon, or what have you done to Solange, or the two phases of Dr. Jekyll. Jekyll because of Christopher Lee. I definitely am interested in that for sure. Yeah, I'm leaning I, more that, but, you know, yeah, I, I am interested. I, I think I might want to watch what have you done to Solange when I don't have to talk about it and pronounce yeah. Italian words and names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now uh, I'm cool with uh, some Jekyll. Okay, so The Two Faces of Dr. Jekyll, that is going to be on YouTube, possibly Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime is being super weird right now, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it does say that it's supposed to be on there. So keep an eye out for that. If you cannot bear to see a man change before your eyes, then shut them for just a few seconds, if you can. And listen for the shuddering sounds to end. They mark the evil transformation of Henry Jekyll his monstrous other self, the cruel, depraved Edward Hyde. For God's sake, man, don't kill him. Let me alone, Jekyll. Let me alone, Jekyll. (laughs) 
is the century-old horror classic, filmed as it has never been before. With a cast that takes the living shape of the characters that have enthralled billions of readers all over the world. This is Dr. Jekyll, one man with two faces and a mind split in two. Will we ever know who we really are? Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website, www.keystonefilmreview.com, on Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review, Twitter, Keystone underscore film, Facebook, Keystone Film Review, TikTok, Keystone Film Review, YouTube, Keystone Film Review, and on Letterboxd, I'm Mike KFR. And I'm Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we watch The Two Faces of Dr. Jekyll, which is essentially Jekyll and Hyde. It's going to be fun, probably. Who knows? Should be. We'll sh- we'll Should see. be. Or crazy. Oh, spooky. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.